Hey, everybody. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Tinseltown Tea. Another tea of tinsel. That's right. In the town. We're sipping it. Yes, Might not are. be tea, but... Uh, A little something stronger than that. Delicious. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Mmm. All right. That's for you ASMR hoes. Ah, yes. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, so random. Oh, my gosh. But, yes, welcome again. If you don't know if it's your first time joining us, we mm-hmm. are two screenwriters trying to yes. get into the writer's room. But we're still in the mm-hmm. industry. We're still in L.A. We're still learning and we're growing. And this show is for you, those who are aspiring, those who are learning, or yes. just who love podcasts. Yes. Join us on this journey as we try and break into the writer's room. Mm-hmm. We're going to start it off. As we always do with a would you rather. I got the would you rather today. It's weird. Lucky for you guys, it doesn't involve defecation or throwing up. Great. But, you know. No shit today. We're family. It's all good. All right. Would you rather come back, meaning reincarnated, pass on, leave the earth, there is an afterlife. Mm -hmm. But would you come back to the earth as a flightless bird, mm-hmm. a clawless cat, or a toothless dog. Three options for you. Mm. Uh, bird you can't fly, cat you can't scratch, a dog you can't chew. Come on. Uh, I would do the clawless cat because... Ooh. That just sounds like the lesser of the evils. <laughs> what the fuck I'm supposed to do if I can't fly, bitch? Like, what the fuck I'm supposed to do? I mean, there are some flightless birds. That's lame. <laughs> That's the whole point of being a bird. Um, And then if I'm a dog, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do besides eat? If you're a rich dog, you know, they're going to give you some puree. They're going to like. <laughs> that sounds like a, a sad life, though, to not have teeth as a dog. Yeah, that's true. So, that's I'm going to do the clawless cat because. I mean, my cats were declawed before it became illegal. So, <laughs> and they survived. So we're knowing better, and we're doing better, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, uh, declawing your cats got outlawed, it's, but we did it before. Yeah, thank God, because yeah. they were ruining the fucking house. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, I heard it's it's really painful, but yeah, I think I'd be a, a clawless cat as well because I still got my teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, come close and bite a bitch. Right, I'm gonna chomp on. It's all about mm-hmm. protection with that. So yeah, and you can still bite without claws. That's true. My cats were bumping they still- everybody. They were still bumping. And they still Hands won. Still worked. Okay, and they still won every single fight without claws. Still so putting the paws so on. You. No. Okay. Mm. That's them cats. They don't give a <laughs> Yeah, for real. Claws like, no claws. you a real bitch. You are a real bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was scared of her. That's so funny. All right. So, yeah, that's our Would You Rather. We're going to go ahead, jump into the Know Better, Do Better. Mm-hmm. And in this segment, we just give little, you know, tips, whether common sense or something new we learned along the way. Mm-hmm. If, it's relate to, uh, if it relates to real life or even if it's just... Uh, specific to writing, screenwriting stuff we learned. So Corey's yes. going to kick it off. Go ahead. Mm. Mm. All right. So for our No Better Do Better, mine is a more technical one. Mm. It's basically just keep your characters active. Mm. So if you're writing a script um, and you have just characters kind of just talking and they're, let's say they're all out 
at lunch or mm-hmm. dinner or just in a situation in a scene where they're just kind of talking right. and there's not much happening, you still need to keep your characters active um, because that can translate on screen as a very boring scene if mm. we're just watching people talk. Yep. So the way that works is that you just break up your dialogue with action lines mm-hmm. and then so you can have the characters if, with each action line, every, I mean, each dialogue, I would say every time two people talk, then you break it up with an action line. Just mm-hmm. have one of the characters do something. Yep. And if you want to make it even better, have one of the characters do something that shows off their personality. Yeah. So you can be like... So if, let's say one of the characters is she always has an attitude. So you can break up the dialogue um, and just kind of stop it and say, oh, sh-. then she rolls her eyes to kind of mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. how what her character is, how her character acts. Um, and you're also kind of keeping the action going, mm-hmm. keeping your characters active. So we're not just watching or reading people. Talk. Yeah. No, 100 percent. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just to add on to that, that's a great reminder. Um, Also, you can use the action to convey, you know, attitude. Um, Again, Mm -hmm. going back to Corey says, so like if your character is bougie, you can have them make sure there's no eye contact with who they're talking to and filing their nails. You know, that says a whole lot or on their phone, distracted, like being a bad bitch. Okay, so yeah. That is a great reminder, which reminds me, because I'm writing something, so I need to remember that. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Always on point, Corey. Um, <laughs> my know better, do better. Uh, it's more, I think, uh, episodes past, we talked about not comparing yourself uh, to other people's mm-hmm. success. So mine's in that vein, but always keeping in mind and understanding that other people's success is usually always never overnight. Yep. Um, some some people, they, they genuinely have an overnight, you know, success story. But more than often, that person has been working, grinding, mm-hmm. uh, crying, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, you know, praying, yep. writing again, mm-hmm. being rejected, yep. nose on nose on nose, mm-hmm. you know, had to sell the car, had to, you know, had all the foolishness to yes. get to the point that where we get to see them in, in the limelight of, of what we, we've seen them to be. So mm. um, just to always, because, you know, when we see them at their height, we, we don't see all the, you know. The struggle. The struggle. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh, they're there. We wish. I wish. Ooh, I have a, 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 a quote for that. But, uh, woo. I mean, sometimes we don't know the arguments that had to be made just to get them to the set. You know, mm-hmm. how, you know, who had to be fired to get the thing made <laughs> you know yep. how many years it took to get the thing made you know yep. we always think it's over and i think i remember uh listening to uh lin-manuel miranda on something mm. love him if you don't know him he uh the creator of hamilton and in the heights and you know now he's like i think he's a list celebrity but maybe that's just me but you know whenever you're writing the whole score to a disney uh movie God dang, you made it at the moment at the very fucking least. Mm-hmm. He was um, in the little Mary Poppins, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he was a Mary Poppins. He did Moana with The Rock. He also... Okay. He, oh, there was something else. Dark... I think My Dark Material Matter. It's on HBO. I don't know how to say it right, y'all. Mm. Um, But he's working. Um, I heard yeah. it took about... I could be wrong. You hoes will correct me. Um, Eight years to do Hamilton? To write? Wow. Create? Like, that's what? Two presidential terms? You know, and mm-hmm. now I don't know if I can see the um, I don't know if I'll be able to see it until my death, maybe, 
2065 or something because it's sold out across these United States. But, you know, Mm -hmm. that's just a testament to his success. But, you know, we see all the glamour and the glitz and the the fun stuff Mm -hmm. and, you know, rapping presidents. But we didn't see Lin-Manuel like every day perfecting his craft, like doing all, you know, all the things. Shooting in the gym. You know, I I was not there, you know. So, (laughs) you know, just remember a lot of the um, successful things and the successful people that we see. It's usually not overnight. It takes a long time to build um, and get there. So, like, yes. don't compare yourself and continue to write and continue to per- per- perfect whatever that craft is, whether it's writing, um, producing, whatever it is. Just keep keep at it, editing, whatever. So, yeah, it's my exactly. no better, do better. And there we go. Mm-hmm. Keep at it, guys. Oh, so mm-hmm. what was I going to say? So the quote that I had it's from a rap song. Come on. By the artist um uh Fabulous. Come on. The uh F A B O That N Y nigga. So and it says Man, what's the quote? It's like, it says it says, Oh, all they see is sun shining. Mm. They think I was never shaded. Come on. So they don't see you in that shade for mm-hmm, all them years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that ties in perfectly mm-hmm. with what Miss Youth was talking about. Yeah. People see the sunshine, mm-hmm. but they don't see the shade. Come on. It's and hard that, in that shade, honey. <laughs> that shit is cold. It's cold. It's real cold. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is cold. Woo. And with that, mm-hmm. we're done. All right. And we'll be back with the news, yes, y'all. And we're back mm. with the news. All right. So um, we're going to start off. We have some good news um, in, the, in the entertainment. Well, we first of all, let me be clear. We have some sad news. Mm-hmm. We will be getting to that in the main segment. Yes. Um, and I will mm. let Corey handle that when we get to it. I don't and know if I can you, do it, but we yes. don't try. And if y'all have read... Uh, the description, you already know what, what's, what's about to come through. But first, yeah. we're going to start off with some good news in the entertainment industry. Um, Tracy Oliver um, and has partnered with BET Networks. And Woo! if you don't know who Tracy Oliver is... We talk about her all the time. We really do. Um, she's a writer. She's a producer and creator. Um, she penned A Girl's Trip. Mm-hmm. She has worked with Issa Rae when she first came up. Uh, she was in uh, uh, Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. Okay. She has a whole bunch of deals coming up. We're going to be watching, whether it's TV series or whatever. She's doing it. She has her own production company called Tracy Yvonne Yvonne Productions. And, uh, yeah, she is teaming up with BET Networks. And she is trying to, uh, basically, she's creating a nationwide competition for emerging comedy TV writers. So this is our chance, folks, mm. black and brown and people of color. Get your yes. submissions together. Yes. The competition is called Project Create. The winning script uh, will receive $25,000 and work wow. with Tracy Oliver Productions to develop the comedy series for BET Networks. Wow. It doesn't hurt to try. Mm-hmm. Um of course, this is right off of Shadow and Act. Yep. Um, they gave a link, but the uh, hold on, let me. So, if you go to www.bet.com/slash/create, it's C R E, the number eight. And mm. um, if for some reason you can't go to Shadow and Act, pull up this article. It has the link straight to it. 
Um, submissions start now as of January 26, 2020, and they close March 7th, 2020. So we got time, but we don't mm-hmm. got that much time mm-hmm. now. Get your shit together. Uh, Mid-March, they will announce the top 30 in the first round of judging. Round two, top 30 writers will give seven days to do a treatment. Wow. Five pages. Keeping it real with y'all. Okay. That's how it is. Final round, they're going to narrow it down from 30 to five finalists to pitch their concept mm. to a panel of successful TV producers, writers, and executives. Wow. And then in the spring 2020, the winner will be announced. Okay? So... This is our time. Um, If you, you know, if this is not something that you're interested in, don't worry. Last episode, we had a whole list of competitions, a whole list of uh, fellowships, all of that. Mm -hmm. There's so many opportunities, film festivals, all the likes. So if you hoes don't like this, goddamn, there's a whole buffet of things Mm -hmm. to to enter into. And if you don't want to enter into anything, you just want to create your shit, goddamn, go ahead. We support. This one's free, though. Yes, it is free, and it's it's an opportunity to work with. With someone um, who's in the game. I always stand a free contest. Come I on. think I might put some in here. Hey, Amen. Have a little pile. I've been sitting, so. Ooh. If you got something, guys, it's free. Ooh. Why the fuck not? Shoot. Do I can't it. wait for that episode. Be like, the final is Corey. <laughs> I would love it. Oh, all right. So next up, uh, again, coming from Shadow and Act. I don't know if you guys have heard of this television show called Living Single doesn't, uh, ring, doesn't ring a bell doesn't ring a bell but it's We're an joking. amazing show came out in the 90s um, of course there was also a show called Friends I don't know if you heard of it I ain't heard of that shit quite similar but uh yeah, so this week, uh, David Schwimmer, see, I'm fucking up his name, David Schwimmer, Schwimmer, not Ray Schwimmer, <laughs> but David Schwimmer, uh, I believe he played <laughs> Ross on Friends, I didn't watch it that much, but in an interview with The Guardian, um, you know, he was talking about a new criticism of Friends, Um And basically, he was defending the series. He said, you know what? I don't care. The truth is also that the show was groundbreaking in its time for the way in which it handled so casual sex, uh, casually, so casually sex. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that. So we're going to take it back to the top. I don't care. The truth is also that the show is groundbreaking in its time for the way in which it handled so casually sex, protected sex, gay marriage, and relationships. The pilot of the show was my character's wife left him for a woman and there was a gay wedding for of my ex and her wife that I attended. And then he continued to say, you have to look at it from the point of view of what the show was trying to do at the time. I'm the first person to say that maybe something was inappropriate or insensitive, but I feel like my barometer was pretty good at the time. I was already really attuned to social issues as uh, such as equality. Maybe there should have been an all black friends or an all Asian friends. But I was well aware of the lack of diversity and campaigned for years um, to have Ross date of the women of color. Yada, 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 such and such. So there wasn't really, I didn't have that issue until he said, maybe there should have been an all black friends. Now, I don't know if y'all know this, but living single was out before friends was. And it simply was literally... I mean, I, many have argued that 
uh, friends is the white versions of, of Living Single ripped because off. it was out first. Ripped off Living and, Single. And um, Queen Latifah has been like documented talking about how um, one of the execs from NBC was saying if they wanted a show, they wanted it something like Living Single. And then lo and behold, Friends came about. Yes. So, you know, um, Erica yep. Alexander, who played um, legendary Maxine. Maxine! On uh, Living Single. You know, she she responded on Twitter. Um, and he probably didn't give a fuck. <laughs> probably not. Um, but yeah, but she said, the difference between Friends and Living Single is one of the marketing and skin color. Mm-hmm. What does Paul Mooney say? They have the complexion oh, for Paul the protection. Mooney. Wow, not Paul Mooney. If you don't know who that is, look him up, legend mm-hmm. in, uh, in the game. While Friends uh, went on for 10-season run, each cast ranking $1 million per, per episode, Living Single never received the financial success of its successor. <laughs> Excuse me. So, you know, just, you know, Erica Alexander always, you know, making point to things. But I just think it's a, you know, a nice reminder that, you know, some people don't get their flowers and they don't acknowledge especially at that time, because a lot of the shows are very segregated. Yep. It was just white shows, black shows, especially in the 90s. There was a particular black show and there's a particular white show. And some got more success, particularly, you know, this white show when they don't acknowledge that Living Single was out before then and at the time extremely successful. Mm-hmm. Very successful. But, you know, hmm. hopefully now, uh, you know, David Schwimmer will um, download and, and stream Living Single. Maybe. There's no way he hasn't heard of it. I mean, I, I mean, there's no way he hasn't. You, you can't be, be that oblivious. As you a white person. be surprised. I remember in my class, in my um, master's class, like they pointed to Friends because Friends. I mean, it was a big show. It's, I'm not going to deny the success of it and what it did for the I landscape. Didn't think it was funny. I did not either. I didn't laugh. I did like Phoebe and the Smelly Cat. I don't know why. It was very weird. <laughs> very weird. But I laughed at Smelly Cat. But. I, they if if you're not watching it, you assume that it just doesn't exist. You just assume, yeah. and it's you know it's a wrong assumption. You're not you're not correct, and I'm glad um, Erica Alexander got in that ass. It's mm-hmm. like no sir, no uh, that's not. Mm-mm. Woo. Let's let's remember history. Funny, funny, funny. Mm-hmm. But moving on. So, yeah, Power is heating up. It's in its last season. Niggerish. <laughs> Y'all are getting really wild out there. Um, this is a scripted show. It's not real. Um, you would think you, would have, you wouldn't have to remind people of that. Oh, my God. But apparently. Oh, my God. Um, I don't watch the show that closely. I'm going to go and binge watch it. But apparently uh, one of the actors from Power is receiving death threats. <laughs> Because you motherfuckers can't tell reality from what's fake. (laughs) My God. According to Shadow and Act, Power star Michael Rainey Jr. has received over 300 death threats. Tyreek. After it was revealed that his character, Tyreek, may have shot his father, Ghost, played by Omari Hardwick, in the (laughs) mid-season finale. A video was leaked uh, a video, the a video of the leaked reveal has taken was taken down from the internet, from the whole internet. Wow, you know how big the fucking internet. Anyways, um, but enough people have seen the video and started harassing Rainy about his character's ash- actions. Mm. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. <laughs> like, wow. I just to those three hundred foolish, 
y'all need y'all need to get over a hold 300. over 300 y'all need to get in close grips with reality <laughs> with god okay keep that silly conversation to the um barbershop wherever you go talking all that foolishness it's not real it is scripted it is okay to get lost in those worlds <laughs> but good. leave actors alone he's doing his job he's playing a character it's not real guys oh my god i have what? such a funny story about that go off <laughs> what is so, wrong with y'all the boy that plays tyreek michael rainey mm-hmm. i saw that instagram post where he said he was getting death threats uh-huh. and i met this boy who looks and we were making we aren't making fun of him but mm-hmm. we know how black people like to just poke fun mm-hmm. that we were saying that the boy looks like tyreek oh no so we was calling him tyreek so I had saw that post of mm-hmm. him saying, I'm receiving death threats, y'all. It's not real. So I commented on the post and then tagged that boy. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> and he responded and was like, you're probably the ones who are making the death threats. Huh? <laughs> 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 if you listening, <laughs> So dumb. Shout out to you. But yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Leave that nigga alone. Okay. <laughs> It's not his Please, fault. he's doing his job. I'm, but I'm. You know what? Way to make the show successful. Yeah. Continue to do so, and in more power news. Um, Mary J. Blige. Mm. They are gonna have a power book two. Ghost first look. Book Mary J. Blige two. rules with a f- iron fist, and that is the okay. headline strip right from Shadow and Act. Okay. So yeah. Uh, Basically, the series creator, uh, Courtney Kemp, uh, told Entertainment Weekly, Power obviously is a masculine show, but has a very strong, very strong female characters. Uh, For Mary's character, we use all the power and presence of the actress to communicate how this is a woman who is remarkable and unique in all her abilities. You know, um, she's smart, savvy and strategic as Ghost ever was. But her learning doesn't come from books. She always said Ghost was a um, bookish kid who read all the time. This woman's acumen comes from the screets. She didn't say screets. Oh, but I'm going to say she said screets. I would have loved that. Sorry to. Um, I would have loved it too. Yeah, sorry to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no apologies. No apologies. Yes. So I'm excited to see. Um, you know, Power Book Two. It will premiere two later this year on Stars, and Mary J. Blige is gonna go ahead. She gonna stay and be. Uh, you know the lead character of uh, this series. I'm excited. Wow. Now I'm like, okay, now I got to catch up so I can see Mary take over for you hoes. She's been getting her acting on. And I mean, you know what? go ahead, ma'am. Ever since yes, I think ma'am. Mudbound, she was nominated. That was the one with Matthew McConaughey. Yes. And I think it was on Netflix. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. She did a really, she was nominated. I don't know if she won. Matthew McConaughey. Um, but yeah, go ahead, Mary. Um, I see you power. So you ain't cool. never going to go away. Apparently. Nah. Okay. Curtis um, Jackson said, I'm going to get these coins. Yes. Also, again, it's not real. If Mary kills someone that on the show, it's not Leave It's her not real, guys. Leave alone, you it's, weirdos. She's acting. <laughs> she's, she's acting. damn good at it, too. That's why Woo. I'm so shook, because she's so good at it. You guys, just wow. We Ooh. get too involved with these shenanigans. And just double checking, that 
is the news. That is it. So, yeah, if you want the latest, uh, we always follow Shadow and Act. Of course, there are all the other entertainment trade weeklies. You have The Hollywood Reporter. You got Variety. I think you got mm-hmm. BETnews.com. Lord, you have a Deadline, all the things. Stay up on it. Understand yes. it. Know what the industry is all about so you can move into those circles and talk your shit knowing mm-hmm. what the fuck you talking about. All right? Mm-hmm. And with that, we'll be back with the main segment. All right, guys, we are back with our main mm-hmm. segment. Um, wish I could say that it's going to be a fun one, but it is not. So we decided to dedicate this episode to pay tribute to the late Kobe Bryant and his beautiful daughter, Gigi, Gianna Bryant, mm. who unfortunately passed away on Sunday so tragic. in a tragic helicopter crash. Mm-hmm. They were on their way to one of her basketball games. She played basketball, too. She wanted to be just like her daddy. And um, something happened, and the plane went down, and there were also, I think, nine victims overall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we do would like to acknowledge the other victims that were in the crash and praying for those families as well. Everyone affected by this tragedy. It is a lot of people mm-hmm. affected by this tragedy, mm-hmm. millions and millions. Um, but we just could not... Um, we just couldn't not do a tribute to Kobe Bryant because he has touched so many of us um, and have been a lot of people's heroes mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry because um, yeah. he was a lot more than just basketball and just all around. So yeah. Cultural icon, honestly. Yes, honestly. I mean, who didn't throw something in the trash and then yell Kobe? I right. mean, if you didn't, he right. was lame. Mm-hmm. So just saying all right so i'm just gonna get into a little tribute that was written by a sir steve roman one of my friends he loved kobe and i tasked him to write up a little um thing about his life his legacy just kind of talking about kobe and things that he's done so we're gonna get into that kobe bean bryant was born in philadelphia pennsylvania on august 23rd 1978 son of a former nba player joe bryant kobe was exposed to the game of basketball at the age of three his rise to national attention came from his high school playing days at lower marion high school in philadelphia bryant was a precocious talent and decided to take the leap to the nba at just 17 years old that's now that's crazy is crazy i was trying to regularly write in a diary right <laughs> Maybe at 17. I was trying not to be a shithead at 17. So, wow. The fact that you... Definitely a shithead. Yeah. It still blows my mind that he went straight into the NBA Mm. before he was even an adult. Mm. That alone shows that this nigga was the shit. So talented. Um, So his illustrious career spanned 20 years and is regarded as one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Among his long list of achievements are five NBA championships, two NBA finals MVPs, 18 NBA all-star selections, and fourth all-time in scoring. Mm -hmm. He was just surpassed by LeBron the day before he passed away, which Mm -hmm. is crazy Really crazy. Whew. Anyways, Kobe was feared by his adversaries due to his unquenchable. Okay, these vocab words. <laughs> you better write unquenchable, unquenchable competitiveness and undying work ethic, Mamba mentality forever. He was also lauded for being a student of the game, which earned the respect and admiration of his contemporaries and future generations of athletes across the globe. Kobe Bryant wasn't only a phenomenal athlete; he was a global icon. 
very true. Mm -hmm. He inspired millions of people and was an ambassador of the game, specifically in China, where he started the Kobe Bryant Fund in 2009, set up to raise money for education, sports, and cultural programs for children from China and the U.S. He was also a big proponent of the advancement of women's basketball domestically and foreignly, and oftentimes worked with WNBA players to push the game forward, which we saw with his involvement with his daughter, Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to be in the WNBA, and he was very involved in making sure that that happened for her. She was a very talented young lady, which makes us so sad mm-hmm. that she was taken from us at the age of 13. Um, but that is just a little splice of his life. He was so much more than that. He was a husband, a father, had four beautiful daughters, um, and yet, there's just so much more we could say yeah, about Mr. Bryant and the things that he has done. Um, but that's just kind of a wrap up mm-hmm. of his achievements on and off the court. For sure. So we can get into kind of some things that he did in the entertainment industry since yep. we are entertainment industry podcast. Mm-hmm. He won an Oscar for best animated short film. Mm-hmm. He had a short film. He did a short film called Dear Basketball. It was based upon a letter that he wrote to the Players Tribune on November 29th um, announcing his retirement from basketball. Very uh, beautiful mm-hmm. little short film. Um and uh, he won an Oscar for that thing. Yeah, as a basketball it out. player. Yeah, like that's kind of crazy. And a lot of uh, bas- like the transition into the entertainment industry isn't mm-hmm. always as smooth as they'd hope it to be. I think him mm-hmm. and LeBron have pretty have done a pretty good job. And yeah. of course, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, duh. But yeah. yeah, and I believe he was the first black person to ever win an Oscar for best animated short film. Wow, and first professional athlete. And um, our Sir Matthew Cherry, who we talk about all the time, is nominated for Hair Love in this category. So hopefully he'll be the second black yeah. person to ever yeah. win this yeah. Oscar. Mm-hmm. But Kobe Bryant was the first. He will always have that spot. I'm sure he carries a lot of other first titles. So that's really cool that he was able to transition over into the entertainment industry right. and exceed in that, too. I yeah. mean, who, just just How? go ahead and win an Oscar then. How? Shit. Sure. Like, I'm scared of you. <laughs> I'm so scared of you. All the talent. So I have an article here that was written in 2018 um, from Shadow Act, of course, talking about who his film mentors were mm. when he was getting into the entertainment industry space. And they are two legendary black women who we all know. Come on. So I'm just going to read a little quip from that. Um, black women. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So... He described winning the Oscar as a better feeling than achieving any of the five championships that he won during his career in the NBA, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. So his Oscar meant a lot to him. He's always known that he wanted to tell stories. However, moving from the court into film world was no easy task, especially considering the rhetoric that um, athletes should just shut up and dribble, which Mm -hmm. I believe Trump said that about. It sounds like some shit. I believe Trump said that about. LeBron, that LeBron should show. I believe that. So, um, See, his dumbass might have said it about Colin Kaepernick, right? Like, that, that's who, not, what else does his name say? That doesn't make sense, but sure, sir. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he mm-hmm. said to be here right now gives him a sense of validation. Mm-hmm. Um, winning his Oscar, there were two women, like we said, that were um helping him out and mentoring him in this entertainment industry space, and uh, those people were Oprah and Shonda Rhimes. I mean, what? 
So I'm going to give a little quote that Kobe said about Whew. his work with Oprah and Miss Rhymes. He said, I had no idea what I was doing. So the first person I called was Oprah. I mean, I didn't understand the business at all, as you would imagine, but I love writing, which is cool. Mm -hmm. um, Oprah was gracious enough to spend an hour and some change with me on the phone explaining to me how she built Harpo from day one. Harpo oh, wow. Productions, I think. Mm -hmm. And I cannot thank her enough. She's a mentor to me now. And Shonda Rhimes is absolutely amazing. I was fortunate enough to go to Shondaland, sit in the writer's room, and to be on set. Wow. So when you have mentors like that, everything tends to work itself out. All right. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So shout out to those women yeah. for helping um, kind of mold his entertainment industry career. And I'm glad that he was able to step into that space before, you know, he passed away. So I'm mm -hmm. glad that we got to see him be brilliant in that space as well. Yeah. Um, so he had some novels come out after that and he continued to do his writing thing. Yeah. So so happy to see that mm -hmm. so he also has a production company called granity studios um other things that his production company did they did the espn plus sports analysis oh that's a tongue twister <laughs> espn plus sports analysis series called detail which was written and produced and hosted by kobe nice he also produced the punies which is a podcast Shout out to podcast featuring fictional stories about a group of youths chasing big dreams in sports. Yeah, I mean, cool. I've I've heard a little bit of it. It's cute. Oh, it's really that cute. sounds adorable. Actually, yeah. mm -hmm. and he collaborated with author Wesley King on the Wizenard series, a young adult oh, franchise that combined fantasy and sports. All right, and he had been working on a project with famed Brazilian author. Paulo Coelho, who wrote uh, The Alchemist, mm -hmm. which was Kobe's favorite book. Yeah. So he was doing a lot, a lot of stuff in the entertainment industry space. I believe he was just getting started. Mm -hmm. And it is very sad that we, um, it's very sad that, you know, this happened before mm -hmm. we got to see more. But I hope that there is someone who is going to be carrying on the things that he wanted to do, mm -hmm. the stories that he wanted to bring to light, because mm -hmm. it was very... Uh, adamant or it was very apparent that he really was into storytelling and mm -hmm. inspiring that way um, not just through sports mm -hmm. so and we were really 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 happy that we got to have deer basketball yeah um, before that yeah 100% and like yeah definitely you know to the family like hearts prayers you mm -hmm. know hu virtual hugs whatever goes out to you know to all of them and then you know especially to the LA area. I know a lot of people were hit Ooh. hard. You know, his career was long here, you know? Mm -hmm. So he really kind of um, created an institution, you know, with a lot. And even the players who were close to him, like, you know, yeah. love, peace, and all the all the things as they grieve and continue to grieve. And even as this story continues, you know, mm -hmm. there's, it's it's going to be, you know, a journey, unfortunately, a very sad journey for the family yes. um, as they go through this. So, yeah, mm -hmm. shout out. And especially with the franchise, you know, you have Lakers fans across the world mm -hmm. based off of Kobe. So even though I wasn't a fan, I knew I knew who he was. Like, I mean, who didn't, who didn't know? know who he was? I mean, from an appearance to Moesha, uh, I mean. Sister, sister. I mean. Yeah, proud family episode. Like. Like. Yeah, you yeah. knew who he was, you knew what he was, you know, about, and you knew he was talented, and you knew he was a star. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, 
as we continue to grieve, definitely, you know, giving love and, and, and respect, prayers, all the things to the families. Yes, send all the good vibes to Vanessa Bryant, mm-hmm. who's his wife, so that she may be able to be strong for the rest of the children that were left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like we said, let's not forget about the other victims mm-hmm. who perished in that tragic accident as well. Mm-hmm. Let's all send our good vibes to everybody affected by the tragedy. Mm-hmm. So I also do want to give a little tribute to his uh, 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, who also passed away Respect. with him in this. Because I do feel like people are, for- I mean, they're not forgetting her, mm-hmm. but they're kind of only talking about Kobe. And mm-hmm. although she was only 13, she had a really bright future. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she did a lot in her time mm-hmm. and that deserves to be celebrated 100 percent. so i am going to talk about miss Gigi um and what she did while she was on this earth while we were blessed to have her mm-hmm. um so yeah she was the second eldest daughter from him you guys probably saw a lot of videos of him and Gigi. they spent a lot of time together as she was learning the game of basketball from him she already knew what call she wanted to go to um she knew that she wanted to be in the WNBA and they had a really special bond because of her love for basketball and um he probably felt really proud Mm -hmm. and he was able to pass on his love of basketball to Mm -hmm. Gigi um so let me get into this so we all know she loved basketball blah 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 so that's not good to say (laughs) but I'm just going through like a little article that has little blurbs about her So this is something that Kobe said about Gigi that I thought was cute. And he said, what I love about Gigi is her curiosity about the game. She's very curious. Even in a heated situation in a game where it's going back and forth, she can detach herself and come to me and ask a very specific question, which is not common. Very not common for somebody Mm -hmm. that age to Mm -hmm. be able to detach themselves Mm -hmm. from what's going on. Especially emotionally. Yeah. Especially trying to win. And Mm -hmm. be logical. Mm Because I know my ass was not doing that at 13. Way too competitive. Always losing all the time. Yes. I was was way too emotionally Mm -hmm. attached to uh, stuff like this. So Mm -hmm. the fact that she was able to do that shows a lot about the type of girl that she was. Yeah. The type of woman that she was going to grow up to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So super happy to have uh kind of read that quote i think it's really cute Mm -hmm. how close they were so kobe was a coach for her team she played at the mama sports academy um which is a training facility that he opened in thousand oaks and that's where they were Mm -hmm. um, when the plane went down they were on their way to a game there Mm -hmm. but um yeah i didn't even know that he had founded that facility that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. that he did that and she got to play um basically on that team and he Mm -hmm. was a coach so that's pretty cool too um let me see what else so they would always go to laker games Mm -hmm. as you guys would know as you guys saw there's like so many pictures and so many really cute videos of them kind of bonding um at lakers games and that was kind of something that they love to do together and something that i love to see Mm -hmm. i love to see a a black father being a black father like yeah that's kind of my favorite things to to fatherhood yes um so yeah that's another thing they love to do together another fact is that she wanted to play for uconn okay so i think that's really cool yeah i think they have a really good program so yeah yeah she was hell-bent on attending that university wow um and he took and kobe took her there in 2017 to the locker room where she got to meet some of the players as Mm. well as the coach um and they would attend a lot of games together to go see 
you know, the UConn players play. She watched a lot of their interviews. She liked to watch how they play and like to like learn dad. some of yeah, their Yeah, strategic. Yeah. Watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's she dope. would she would watch their wins, but mm-hmm. also their tough losses and watch how they conducted themselves. Come on, learn from the losses. Learn from the that's a that's a no better do better right there. Come on, sis. Rest in power. Crazy. Come on. This child this child. Mm. So this child was she was on her way. Yeah, she That's was she was headed say. for greatness. She was headed for greatness. And um, so those are just some little facts about Gigi and the kind of relationship that she had with her father. Yeah. And she had such a bright future. I was am 100% sure, 1,000% sure that we would have seen her in the WNBA. 100%. She'd have been killing shit mm-hmm. as she should. Yep. Such a talented young lady. And yeah. it's, like we said a thousand times, it's very tragic Yeah, that... Uh, we lost her and her yeah. father, but we will continue to celebrate their lives and continue to, um, what are, what, are, what is it am I trying to say? We will continue to carry on yeah. the legacy that Kobe and Gigi left behind, continue to have that Mamba mentality yeah. where we're always striving for greatness and always striving to be our best version every single day. Um, because I think that's what Kobe was all about. Yeah. He was 100%. all about hard work and uh, not giving up. Yeah. And doing the damn thing. And that is something that we should take away from his legacy and from what he taught us. So let's all continue to have that mama mentality 24 forever. Mm-hmm. Shout Amen. out to Kobe. Yeah. Rest in peace to him, Gigi, mm-hmm. and the rest of yes. the victims in yes. this terrible tragedy. But we just wanted to celebrate your lives for a little second Mm -hmm. because we think you guys deserved it. For sure. And with that, we are done with the main segment. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Hey, and we are back um, with our last segment of the show. It's called Niggas You Should Know. Um, In a way, Corey already went with uh, the main segment. Um, you know, we, we gave a, a tribute. Uh, she did a great job with the tribute to, uh, Kobe and his daughter. Ooh, so tough. of course, um, he is one you should know if you haven't known him before dive into his work, um, understand, you know, just continue to memorialize him and, um, stay up to date about figuring out, you know, how we can continue to support the rest of the families as they grieve, mm-hmm. um, as they go through this awful, awful process. And of course, being in the oh public God. eye, it's 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 wow. a totally different, it's a totally different ball game of grieving and and saying goodbye and the tragedy surrounding it. So I couldn't do it. I mean, yeah. So just just continue, you know, thoughts, prayers, whatever you believe in, whatever you don't believe in, whether it's just good yes. vibes, whatever. Please, please, you rubbing crystals, you you burning sage, whatever it is. Please, uh, for this family and the victims. Um, and he is someone you should know and understand his legacy yes. as we continue to memorialize him. Um, I'm going to pick another nigga you should know. Um, on the lighter mm-hmm. side, um, you know, it was a lot of talk of power this week um, mm-hmm. in the news. So, you know what? You should get to know the creator and the writer uh, behind power uh, right now, the showrunner. Um, it is a black woman. <laughs> Come on, black girl magic. Um, Co- okay. Courtney Kemp. Um, she is an American television writer and producer. She's best known for writing the star's hit series, Power, um, and Fox's uh, The Bernie Mac Show. 
Um, oh, really? Yep, she used to write on there. Um, you might know her from other credits. She wrote on The Good Wife, Eli Stone, Happy Town, Justice, Beauty and the Beast. I don't know which one, though. I don't know Beauty which one. Beauty and the Beast. I don't know movie. if it's the Disney one, guys. I don't know. But um, she's okay. also a producer. Um, she contributed to episodes, again, of The Good Wife, Double Jeopardy. Come on, writers. Okay, I didn't know. Uh, Double Jeopardy, uh, <laughs> Running... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you got to get this coin out here. Um, much more and um, mock, you know. So listen, her oh, resume mock. Okay. runs long. Okay, she's been in the okay. She's been in the industry for a minute. She's been a writer, but of course we know her from Power and you know partnering with Fifty Cent and you know creating one of you know, one of the probably best dramas in television on Stars. So much so that you motherfuckers out here are sending death threats to children to children children actors y'all really should be a goddamn shame of yourself it's not real <laughs> again we want to say it's a fictional show it's not fictional okay it's not real that's what it means Lord but it's so good y'all get so wrapped up uh stay off the internet leave these people alone let them do their jobs <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so if it hey I think you should know Courtney Kemp. She's out here changing mm-hmm. the game. I know she got deals under her belt after this. Uh, executives would be foolish not to work with her again. Absolutely. Foolish. Okay. You'd be crazy. All right. So get to know her. Uh, Courtney Kemp, showrunner of Power. And, of course, we dedicated the main segment to Kobe Bryant, the legend, as well as his daughter, Gigi. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to end the show. Um, yes. Thank y'all for listening again. Yes. Um, yeah, you can find us on all the things Tinseltown T. Definitely yes. on Instagram. We're on Twitter. I think those mm-hmm. two, right? Facebook. Yeah. Those two. Those two. That's fine. Ooh, I'm we getting not... tweeted together, y'all. Oh, One of these yes, days. it's okay. Child. It's okay. Child. We and you know what? Sometimes you don't need to be on all the social things. Yeah, we don't need to TikTok. You know, right. we don't need to, you know, book posts, whatever the the next thing book is. Posts. I don't know. We don't need to snap the chat. Okay, we don't need to do all that all the time. Right. Instagram got time, first of and all. Twitter is enough right now. Right. <laughs> and whatever the fuck else they got. Okay. What else, what else is there? I don't no, know. That's it. A, I'm sure. That's well, it. the ones I know, child. We don't have a LinkedIn too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Why does child need a LinkedIn? Come on, y'all. My God. No, we're not professional enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, goddamn. I ain't professional enough for okay. that. Okay. Once we start winning these competition, are you hoes? Right. Then you can look then us I'll up. Think. I'll when we think. step, when we bragging on this show about which writers room we in, okay? Mm. Then go ahead and hit me up on the motherfucking link. Oh my god! Speaking <laughs> of the other socials, have Ooh. you been seeing the Dolly Parton challenge thing? No. Oh no. Where people put like pictures of like, oh yeah uh, the different pictures just like, like facebook LinkedIn, facebook uh instagram and, and tinder <laughs> oh my god tinder yeah we're not on tinder Ain't nobody, no we're not doing i that. can't believe dolly parton started that of she's all, great of all people what an icon though right for real honestly so... yeah i can't i can't it's so crazy her. how the long anyways yes dolly parton yes madam <laughs> Get all your coins. Get all your respect. Yes, ma'am. I love how she's having a moment right now. Right, she has like a podcast dedicated to her, a TV show dedicated. I mean, like, madam. Wow. Yeah, she does. No, she's yeah. popping. Wow. She, I mean, she's been popping. But go ahead, cause we're working nine to five. We're working hard for that money. <laughs> all of that stuff. So working nine to five. Come on. I don't know the rest of the words. Something, something, something to make a living. Uh, uh, uh. Come on. That is a great movie. <laughs> and with that, we are going to bed. Good All night. right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.